relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. Be the next success story. This episode of the America First podcast with me, Sebastian Gorka, is brought to you by Franklin Armory. Shop freedom, quality, and innovation at franklinarmory.com. Franklin Armory, we are facilitators of freedom. Welcome back to America First with our very special guest, Uncle Jimbo. It's Jim Hansen. Hey, folks. Happy to be back. And as always, my, uh, my reciprocal agreement with the West Coast warlord is in effect. So we have Kurt Schlichter, and we're going to talk a little bit first about the destruction of America. But before we do that, I think if you look over his shoulder, you will see the book Inferno which is the seventh book in the Kelly Turnbull series and an amazing action series where thousands and thousands of woke bad guys are shot. What more? I mean, I don't need to say anything more than that, right? You know, Jim, I decided to make a book about uh, things that I like, which is killing communists. And uh, I, uh, you know, a lot of people are like, Kurt, you know, it's important when you're writing conservative action fiction that you have the uh, heroes solve problems uh, by using his brain, and I think that's stupid. I think he should use. <laughs> I, I think he should use hollow point, and, uh, and and Kelly Turnbull does. If you want a book where you talk about your feels, and the guy spends a lot of time going, you know, my dad didn't. I wasn't appropriately affectionate. You're a sissy. Don't get my book. By Mayor Pete's memoir. Um, oh. Well, hey, we beat him up last time, and and, and part of the the, the thing I'm theming it. with today is the destruction of normal. One of the norms, though, is the idea that we on the right have to play by the rules; they on the left do not. <laughs> and you are one of the best at pointing out that no, we're not going to do that anymore. You can try to shame us, you can do whatever you want, but we don't care. You guys invented the rules, and so we're just playing by your rules. And I, I've seen you doing that uh, most recently with. Representative to be Santos, the uh, the man who I'm not sure has ever told a truth, but as a inveterate liar, I think he's perfectly qualified to serve in the House of Representatives. Right. Well, first of all, as a uh, trial lawyer, I uh, you know I have a lot of professional admiration for his skill set, <laughs> and and I I find it amusing when Democrats attempt to appeal to my sense of shame, which of course was surgically removed within law school. Uh, <laughs> They're going to go, he's dishonest. You need to have integrity. And I just I just kind of laugh at him. I say, yeah, of course, George Santos is a real mess. From lying about winning the Tet Offensive personally to being a Comanche to, uh, uh, you know, to uh, uh, the P-tape, George Santos is a monster. He was in, he, you know, he was even faking to be gay when he drove that chick into a freaking uh, pond in Massachusetts. I, hold on. I think you're pulling a trick on the on the audience here. Are what? you talking about lies Democrats told and weren't held accountable for? Hold on. I'm going to do that. Uh, I'm going to do that uh, uh, cartoon thing. <laughs> for those of you on the radio, Kurt made a big face and went in and out of the camera as a fast zoom. 
But that's just yeah, it. They I, expect I, us to care. And like you said, why should we care? if they're, It's a game. It, well, actually, it was a game. Now it's a war. And in war, there's only one thing to do, and that is win. And so yes. anything that helps us win, uh, I, as we said, unless he's a child molester, he can go in the wood chipper then. Short of yeah. that, I'll take his vote. Uh, well, exactly. And I, I find it amusing when, uh, you know, fake cons like the Bulwark staffers and the other, you know, dysfunctional folk and, and liberals attempt to, like, tell me about how important it is that honesty and truth and stuff. And I, I, I just kind of like I look at them like my dog looks at me when I try and explain particle physics to her because I, it it just doesn't work. I was like, what, what do you think? What what is the thought process that you go through that you think I'm going to roll over and give you what you want in order to gain your approval? Why would I ever do that? And then I look around at some of the other alleged conservatives who are in the process of doing that. And I think, oh, yeah, yeah, there are a lot of sissies on our side. Yeah, they've been getting pats on the head and they want to be quoted in the New York Times. And to the extent there are any cocktail parties in Georgetown anymore, they want invites to those. And they want yeah. to be loved by the, the people that their wives go to meetings with, you know, and PTA meetings well, with. And they don't want to be cast out of polite society. And we don't care. We just want to win. We want to save the country. Well, I think, first of all, your wife and my wife would literally <laughs> disembowel us if we started being sissies. That's We're true. the uh, 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 whip in a chair uh, kind of uh, uh, conservative. You know, we, we, we like women a little more fiery. Uh, the last thing I, you know, I look at these guys and they, you know, they, they've married some uh, Chardonnay swilling, uh, 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 frigid hussy who's got nothing but Ibram Kendi books on her bookshelf. And I'm like, dude, no, that's a mistake. You have given up your manhood. There's no way to drop testosterone more than to convert with liberal chicks. Consequently, you know, conversely, if you want to express your potency, you, you hang with a, uh, you know, you hang with a hot conservative. And so, I, I think we've proven that that is, uh, that is the winning yeah. factor. And I, I think, did you enjoy Greta Thunberg and, uh, and the dude going back and forth about his cars and relative uh, genitalia? That was so beautiful. If, if you missed it, what happened was uh, Andrew, what's his name? Andrew Tate, Andrew Tate sent a, a tweet out telling Greta about all his expensive, his 30-some cars, you know, the 12 cylinders, the Ferraris and all this. And she sent him back a thing, that, which the left loved, talking about does he have a small unit? And, uh, and got choked. And then he made a video, which is even funnier, where he pointed out that the email she used to do that actually pointed out that she would be the one with the small unit. So she didn't even manage to bust him properly. I thought that was hilarious. Um, wow. I, first of all, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked that Greta Thunberg isn't with, uh, uh, what was her name? Cindy. What was that one who uh, hung out after George Bush and they, she had Cindy. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. The Cindy she had uh, in the, uh, you know, wadded up like a Kleenex in a teenager's uh, bedroom <laughs> uh, thrown in the trash. Um, you know, these, it's nice that she's still out there. And, uh, you know, I look at Andrew Tate and her uh, battling it out. I'm like, let them fight. Yeah. Let's I mean, that's, that's two, one man and one 
Swedish doom potato teenager enter <laughs> and <laughs> somebody called her that. I don't know where it came from, but doom potato. Doom potato. Yeah, it, it well, seems it's to just, fit. First of all, she's a weirdo. And second of all, Very she's weird. stupid. I don't understand. It, it's just, it's. Well, she stopped going to school 10 years ago. You know, she started the school strike and she never went back to school. So she's well, you know, arrested development. Smarter than kids who actually did go to school. Uh, Although yeah. Sweden's getting base. Yeah. Sweden stopped mutilating children. Because they're uh, sexually deprived, had the Munchausen thing going. Yeah, my family's oh, from Sweden. And... No, We're my... going to snip it. <laughs> my family's from Sweden. I've actually got relatives there who uh, have contact with and voted for the new Swedish right party. So I think there is a... Oh, I, no doubt. Yeah, there is an, a rising-based element in the land of the Vikings. The, the world is getting more based because, you know, good times make for soft men. Hard times make for hard men. Well, it's getting hard. Uh, not to have the bulwark staffer's house, but you know what? And, <laughs> and it, because their life is very easy. Um, but uh, because they're subsidized by, uh, you know. By leftist billionaires. All right. Now, yeah. b- before we don't have time to go all the way down the bulwark rabbit hole, because I, I would love to do that. But it I, doesn't take much the... time to go down with the bulwark. <laughs> the five seconds. But they will be uh, they'll be oh, back and we'll be back after the break because I want to talk with you about the, an end game for Ukraine. Since unlike the vast majority of the people who talk about this, you've been there in uniform. Yes. So um, yes. let's do that. Colonel Kurt Schlichter, author of Inferno Kelly Turnbull series. This is Jim Hansen sitting in for Seb. We're doing America First Radio. Whether it's the regular Hellcat or whether it's the compensated RDP with that miniature red dot, I love them all. How did it take so long to invent a factory compensated subcompact 9mm? Well, guess what? Springfield did it, and I'm a huge fan, and I'm Sebastian Gorka. The Hellcat from Springfield Armory is still the smallest, highest-capacity micro-compact in the world. Available in standard or optics-ready configurations, class-leading capacity of the Hellcat gives you 11 plus 1 with the standard magazine and 13 plus 1 with the included extended mag. The definitive concealed carry pistol is here. The Hellcat from Springfield Armory gives you the capacity to defend. Welcome back to America First with our very special guest, Uncle Jimbo. It's Jim Hansen. Oh, the hobbits are frolicking and the elves are elving. There was a, for those of you on Rumble, that was a little uh, Lord of the Rings action. They, just to throw us off since we had Pantera for our last intro. <laughs> All right. Now, I'm back with Colonel Kurt Schlichter, who actually served in Ukraine. And I want to ask you at this point. How much more money should we give Zelensky? I mean, I, I'm thinking another 150 billion ought to do the trick. Yeah, yeah. There, there's no limit. Look, I, I'd like to know what the objective is. I'd like to know a short-term objective, the long-term objective, and I'd like to debate it. Look, I, I can be convinced. I, you and I both grew up learning to kill Russians, mm-hmm. so killing Russians to me is like okay. It's mother's mother's milk. Not, I, yeah, I don't have a problem with it in theory. I'd like to know what the purpose is. 
you know, the greatest foreign policy disaster the last 30 years, I do not think it was Iraq or Afghanistan. I think it was the failure to take Russia and turn it into an ally, which I think could have been done. Yeah, that's a, that's and a we're scary still thought, but you're right. Well, all right. Yeah. So now now we've got a situation where the big problem and the reason everybody in the in the foreign policy community was all up in arms about this is because Russia was a threat and they could potentially try to take yeah. all of the former Soviet Union back. Now, if one thing was proven by this debacle, it's that Russia no longer has an expeditionary military that is a threat to anybody who isn't right next to their border, like within 10 miles of their border. Other than that, you're pretty safe. So what's the need to destroy any more of the Russian military capability at this point? Well, look, I, I've got questions about that, too. And there are lots of people saying, well, we weren't fighting in Ukraine. We'd have to be fighting in Poland. And I'm thinking, I've also served with the Poles, and I'm not sure the Russians want to go down that road, too. Um, I mean, this is not new for Russia. They're always a big lumbering giant. They did that in Finland. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the very more nimble Wehrmacht uh, ran circles around them all the way to Moscow. And then the big giant turned around and just pummeled them all the way back to Berlin. Uh, Russia is not about finesse. It's about size. And right now, I think it's going to have trouble building back up the military that's been ground up. Look, there's some advantages here. You, you, you know as well as I do that if the military were smart, <laughs> <laughs> it would, uh, uh, they would be, they, they'd have the signal intelligence they'd have uh, going on. They'd be reading all the, uh, the electronic stuff that's happening. They'd be grabbing all the equipment. Uh, they'd be watching the tactics. They'd be learning. Uh, everything there is to learn, uh, and there is a lot to learn, including about the performance of our equipment. Right. Uh, the stuff about drones, I don't think anybody expected a lot of what's going on there. Uh, the use of artillery has changed, mm -hmm. uh, especially with longer-range uh, fires. Um, and I, well, that's, you know, that's part of the problem. We learned a lot from it. I think part of the problem is our military industrial complex has decided that this is a great place to test our weapons and get some real world evaluation done and then also get contracts to replace all the stuff we just gave them because yeah. we were just about out of, of precision guided munitions that we had stockpiled anywhere. So I, I think that is is now and, and the fact that Trump or Putin is a stand-in for Trump among a large part of the, the Trump-hating world. People. Yeah, stupid people. But they're the ones right now, unfortunately, guiding us through this. And I, I'm just afraid that push Putin far enough back in the corner without giving him a way out, and he's not going down as a punk. No, he, he look, the, the idea that somehow we're going to toss Putin out of a gig and get some, uh, you know, uh, moderate Democrat, like, uh, you know, Pete Buttigieg in, in charge of Russia is, uh, well, that's that's idiot bait. It's not happening. Um, I, you know, we're we're basically forcing Russia closer to China because China, it, it's not going to have any choice. And strategically, that seems super dumb. Look, I like the Ukrainian people. I don't like their government particularly. It's very corrupt. I've never seen corruption like I saw in Ukraine. Uh, but I like the people. They party a lot, and they're very tough. And their country got invaded, and I, I dig that they're fighting. That's cool with me. I get it. Um, but I'm not a Ukrainian, Jim. I'm an American. I got to ask, what, what's, what's America get out of this? What's, what's to our advantage? Because that's my question. I assume Ukraine's going to look out for it. 
That's why I'm not mad at Zelensky. I can't believe this guy coming and getting money from us. Dude, somebody invaded my country, and you were gonna you, you were opening up a wallet. You know I'd be there with my hand out. I don't blame him. It's this country's got to do his thing. Hey, what but if we what, do our thing. what if I invade Manhattan Beach? Can we get some money out of that? Can we work something out? I'll provide fire support. All right. Well, we got to work that out later. But I want everybody who doesn't own Inferno and the rest of the Kelly Turnbull series to buy Kurt's books because they will make you feel good about America and our chance to win. Uh, This is Jim Hansen. We'll be back after the break with puppies. I ain't lying. I'm talking Labrador Retriever puppies. MyPillow is excited to bring you their biggest bedding sale ever and just in time for Christmas. For a limited time, get the Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $29.98, pillowcases for only $9.98, and rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper for as low as $99.99. They also have blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles. They even have blankets for your pets. Get duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, and so much more, all with the deals happening right now. They are also extending their money-back guarantee for Christmas until March 1st, 2023, making them the perfect gifts for your friends, your family, and everyone you know. So go to MyPillow.com, use promo code GORKA, or call 800-829-8468 to get huge discounts on all MyPillow bedding products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $29.98, and get all your shopping done now while quantities last. That's MyPillow.com, promo code G-O-R-K-A. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First, and I'm delighted to welcome our special guest host, Jim Hansen. Well, I am delighted to welcome the next chairwoman of the Republican National Committee, Harmeet Dillon, to the show. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Well, look, I, I, there's a lot of reasons why many of us believe you are the right person to, to go ahead and take control of the GOP party apparatus and turn it into a winning fighting organization. But I have to tell a quick story. In November of 2019, we had evidence coming out of Orange County, California, that the Democrats had used ballot harvesting in the 2018 election, and they knocked off a couple of Republican incumbents in Orange County, the only really deep you know, red part of that state. And we had also some evidence that pointed to the possibility they were registering people with addresses in dog parks and Starbucks and government buildings. And we took it to the RNC. They told us to call you, and then they told us we should raise money to get you to be able to work on it instead of the RNC, whose job all of the rest of us assumed would be to invest, to follow through on it. And as we all know, ballot harvesting was a huge problem in 2020 election and going forward. So um, I'm assuming now you're set and ready to to find us a solution to, to those kind of things if you're elected. Well, so ballot harvesting is a complex issue because in California, it's actually legal at this point. Uh, obviously, registering voters in places where people don't live is not legal and that the RNC has a role that they should be playing with respect to, for example, helping us clean up voter rolls of people who are registered in more than one jurisdiction. And that has not been, you know, a top priority, unfortunately. 
um, the Democratic Party and Democratic donors have been investing in Democrat election litigation for, uh, you know, I would say almost 20 years now, maybe even beyond that. And we have not been doing that at the party. Now, I will say that over the last couple of years, the party has begun to invest in election litigation, but nowhere near enough. I still do a lot of my election litigation through donors outside the party, and they help us. Um, state parties need to be strong as well, and I'm proud to say our California GOP is strong compared to some of the other states out there. We do a good job, and we take advantage of the state laws to um, do our best to make sure that we're, if, if, if we can't eliminate ballot harvesting and uh, early voting, we do it. And we make sure that we're getting our ballots and we're curing ballots as well until we can get in and change the state laws. So I think that election integrity really should be among the top priorities of the RNC. And I think that's one of the challenges you're going to have is because we on the right back in the day were yelling that this is a horrible thing. And, and to some extent, the idea of ballot harvesting, the idea of early voting and, and mailing ballots out to everybody in the world is a horribly bad idea. But if it's the law and it's the rules, if we don't take advantage of it, the only people we're hurting is ourselves. And so I, I'm assuming then you've got a plan to where that is the law across the country to go ahead and work to get us on top of that so that we can fight a fair fight against the Democrats. Well, we have to. I mean, we're losing if we don't do that. And so I'd say majority of states at this point have early voting uh, or no excuse absentee. And so California has perfected ballot curing uh, in targeted races. We don't have the resources to compete in every congressional district, but certainly in Orange County is one area where we do. And we have won elections, including Mike Garcia's original special election uh, with, with the combination of ballot harvesting, early voting, ballot curing. And we absolutely need to train people to do that all over the country. So voter registration is important. But, um, you know, get out the vote now means get out the vote 30 days before the election in many jurisdictions. And, uh, you know, we're calling it at the Republican National Lawyers Association, claiming your vote early. So someone can't steal your mail and steal your ballot and interfere with it if you take it and you vote it. Um, I am one of those people who preferred voting in person over the years. My husband, who is older, like many uh, you know, retired citizens, they actually prefer voting early. They don't want to stand in a long line and risk bad weather or what have you. I respect that. And, you know, we should be making accommodations for people like that. But I have now come around because I think we need to convince voters to do that in our state, to turning in my ballot in early or going in person to vote early either way. Um, And I think that we really need to educate people to do that in our country until such time as we can tighten up those laws and really, uh, you know, make it such that if you want to vote early, you need to request the ballot or, you know, be an excuse for it, like elderly or other issues or what have you. So, um, you know, you can't just simply ignore the laws and pretend like we're living in the 1980s. We're not. No, I mean, and you're, if you're tying one hand behind your back while the other side is pummeling you with both fists, you're not doing anybody any good. So I think part of it is going to be an education process. Um, and, and I'm assuming, you know, I know you're a good communicator, which is one of the things that I, I find very uh, heartening. Uh, do you have a plan for making sure that we're reaching out not just on those issues, but on, on all the things that differentiate us from the left? Because I think they're helping us. I think, honestly, some of the greatest advertising for the Republican Party is the Democrat Party. But we have to have a message that tells people that. Are you guys you ready to bring that to the streets? 
Well, absolutely. And I would say since day one of President Trump's presidency, even probably before day one, if we're being honest, um, Democrats have really kept us on our heels by constantly defining uh, us and being on the attack, be it from Russia collusion to impeachment one, impeachment January 6th committee drama, an extended you know television ad basically for the Democrats to foil our red wave. They have set the agenda for years, and we have allowed them to set the agenda for years while we have so much to talk about. It should have been easy for us to win in this midterm election by defining the other side and demonstrating clearly through an articulation of our values what we would do better and differently for the American people. We have not done that. We spend, at least this year, hundreds of thousands, maybe millions over the last six years on fancy messaging consultants who are you know, brand names. They haven't given us good messages, and we haven't allowed articulate messengers to articulate on behalf of the RNC. Now, there are lots of us outside the building who are articulating on our own dime, myself and others, but it seems a shame to waste those resources and, and not really use basic things. Go back to core principles, our constitution, our party platform. These are the things we believe in, and this is what will do better for you, America. We haven't been doing that. Well, I, I want to make sure everybody understands. There's a website, Hire Harmy. Dot com. Uh, if you go there, you can find the names and contact information for the people who will be voting for the RNC chair coming up, uh, I think it's January 27th in Southern California. Um, go there and send them a nice message. All right. Don't get mad. Don't be angry. You can articulate why you think things are wrong and what you think we should be talking about. But please tell them that you would prefer Harmeet Dillon as the RNC chair so we can win. And, and that's what this is all about. It is a fight for the republic. And I believe, and, and so do a lot of the fighting wing of our party, that she's the one to lead us. Now, you just had a victory, it, it seemed like. Did you get some kind of subpoena quashed doing some of that lawyer stuff? What was that all about? Well, uh, we have represented President Trump on a couple of discrete matters. He asked us to represent him with respect to the January 6th committee's subpoena to him. A couple of facts there are that the committee subpoenaed President Trump very late in the process, which calls into question whether they were serious about that in the first place. We filed a lawsuit in Florida. My partners filed it in Florida to quash the subpoena on separation of powers grounds. Now, again, the House had an opportunity to immediately accept service of our lawsuit and seek a court ruling on our case, and they didn't do that. And so they had no serious intention of ever getting that subpoena executed. It was a prop in a ended commercial. Shame on them. Last night, as we were approaching the waning hours of 2022, um, the chairman of the House Select Committee withdrew the subpoena before a court could ever rule on it. So I consider that a victory. We were ready to stand and fight. They weren't ready. They ran from it. You backed them down. I mean, they had they had their show trials, their kangaroo court, you know, with no opposition in there. I mean, Adam Kinziger and Liz Cheney were not opposition. They were props. So I think uh, good on you guys for doing that. Um, what about the other things? You got some good news. You were representing uh, Rogan O'Handley. Um, he seems to have a, a good shot at his case going well in California, doesn't he? Well, we've had that case and it argued in front of the Ninth Circuit. And, you know, I, I will withhold judgment on how the Ninth Circuit rules, but it's a very important case involving a pre precursor to what we're all a rage about on social media now. Now we're talking about the FBI being paid money by uh, Twitter, being paid money by the FBI to do their dirty work for them. But in Rogan's case, we learned through Judicial Watch's um, Public Records Act request that California Secretary of State 
then headed up by Alex Padilla. Their office was doing the same thing. They were paying consultants millions of dollars of taxpayer dollars to identify people putting out so-called misinformation. In Rogan's case, he's a, he's a lawyer. He was simply questioning um, you know, whether there should be an audit in California of the election and also questioning the number of votes that Joe Biden received. And for that sin, he was uh, permanently banned from Twitter, although he's permanent on the internet, it seems, because he has been brought back. Uh, our lawsuit is still ongoing, so kudos to Elon Musk for doing that. Another client of ours, Carpe Doncta, uh, Logan Cook, just got also back. came back yesterday. And so, you know, we also have been successful and we love to do that work. I'm the passionate more more coming from you and more from the soon-to-be RNC chair. Thanks so much for spending some time with us today, Harmeet. Uh, this is Jim Hansen. We are doing America First Radio. Do not forget, hireharmeet.com. This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election story, Storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from free thinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. Welcome back to America First with our very special guest, Uncle Jimbo. It's Jim Hansen. I am Jim Hansen, sitting in for Dr. G, and I am pleased to be joined this segment by one of the the fighters for the cause in Hollywood. Uh, A tough place to do that. Adam Baldwin is is an actor you have seen in so many great shows um, that it'd be a shame to to try and list them all. Um, Obviously, come on, I loved... Jane and I loved you and Chuck and, and everything. I've, so we skipped that because I know you're more interested in what we can do to, to save the Republic than in a, a trip back down through your IMDb database. So, Adam, I want to ask you, because I, I, I think one of the biggest problems we have is the country has been led down a destructive path by, in many cases, our popular culture. I think, you know, there, there's plenty of people think politics is important and, and all of those things. But Andrew Breitbart, who we both know, and I think the first time I ever saw you or met you was at a Friends of Abe meeting in, in California back in the day. But he said politics is downstream from culture. Do you see the, the destructive nature of the, the people who make our popular culture coming to fruition? Well, it's a long war. Thanks for having me on, Jim, and uh, my best to Dr. Golka out there, uh, <laughs> my dear pal Golka. Um, here's the thing. Culture, as uh, depicted in Hollywood, reflects America, re-reflects the culture itself. 
the people ultimately get what they vote for or pay for. So the box offices reflect what people want to watch. Uh, there has been some insidious sneaking in of Marxist theology throughout uh, culture, you know, for the last 50, 70 years or so. And it's, it's not something I really worry about too much because I think over time the American uh, consumer is smart enough to realize this. And they're going there, – there, there is a backlash, and it's, it's kind of happening. It happens very slowly. It takes a while to wake up the sleeping giant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and really it comes down in Hollywood. The things that are most, success, most successful are not the ones that are preaching politics. They're the ones that are good story, good character, good script development, and, and all that. Um, yes, there are people in the business that push woke ideology. Yes, that happens for sure. And then there are those that are quietly working away in the salt mines, telling good stories. And those are the ones that I think are the most successful in the end. Uh, there are a lot of lost leaders that the studios and the networks put out there. But I think they're seeing the fruits of that labor. It just It takes years decades for for that to come to fruition and and now with with the rise of the internet uh, the information is now available for everyone that that wants to seek it out and find it and the things that aren't entertaining people aren't going to anymore and that's maybe where they're going to get bit because they've had some some dismal failures recently that were so over the top preaching you know a secular religion of of you know woke ideology that People were, were turned off by it. And I think you mentioned a backlash. That's going to show itself. And in the end, the studios have to make money. Of course, they do. And they're willing, they're willing to lose some monies on pet projects here and there. But if, if everything is a pet project and if everything is preaching a political uh, bias, then people are going to stop tuning in, or at least half the country is going to stop tuning in. And that's, that's not a good business model. Um, I think we were talking about this before before we came on the air uh, about how why why does this happen in Hollywood so much? It happens in Washington too, and I think I think a lot of it has to do with uh, you end up in in the drama department <laughs> to cut to the chase because you're a misfit. The misfits, at least I was I was a misfit when I ended up in my drama department. <laughs> I was uh, sort of a, a, a fallen athlete, couldn't get on the hockey team, so where do I go? Either go to the ashtray and smoke cigarettes and get high, or you go to the uh, the drama department and get high and hang out with pretty girls. Um, so that, better choice. That that's yeah, that's where the uh, I think I think my hockey career would have been shorter than my acting career anyway. Uh, <laughs> So where do the misfits go? The misfits go to the drama department because it's fun. You can express yourself and you can play different characters and be anti-establishment. And you're not going to be judged in in a lot of ways like you are other places. And I think that's I want to get into. We're about to hit a break. But after the break, I want to get into the idea that there used to be judgment of good and bad. And that's not always helpful. But it is in some ways necessary. You have to have a normal, and I think the left is attacking it. So we're talking with Adam Baldwin, uh, Hollywood hero, tremendous action figure of, of many great shows. And we'll be back after the break with more America First Radio to figure out how we can beat the left at this game. Mother, 
Welcome back to America First with our very special guest, Uncle Jimbo. It's Jim Hansen. All right, folks, we are back with Adam Baldwin, Hollywood superstar, action guy, and a really philosophically minded thinker. I, I, I'm remembering back, you know, I wanted to talk with you when we had dinner one time, and I'm like, tell me about Jane. And you're like, I'm not talking about that. I would like to discuss deep philosophical issues. And we did. Now, I want to get deep with you. So here's the deal. Uh, we, were, we were conversing a little bit on a thread this morning uh, by the End Wokeness account on Twitter, talking yep. about the use of, of kind of cultural Marxism praxis and mm. queer pedagogy with mm. the idea that, and this is something James Lindsay does a great job of, of expounding on, they've yep. put into practice the ideas founded by Marx, of destroying the normal, the things, the cultural norms and mores that hold a society together have to be destroyed if you want to fundamentally transform it into some version of, of socialism, which in this case is wokeness. Now, how effective, we talked a little bit about the, you know, the culture and, and Hollywood being a part of that, but it's, it's much broader than that. They've taken over a lot of our major institutions. How effective do you think they've been in pushing that agenda? Oh, very effective. Uh, they've gotten people, uh, especially uh, our elected representatives, to be fearful of the backlash from the powerful mainstream media propagandists. And so they back off. And ultimately, we're a representative republic. And if our representatives in Congress aren't pushing back against it, because either they're too old and lazy to figure out what the Marxists are doing, or they're just they're beholden to their fundraisers. Uh, e- either way, we ha- it's our job to complete uh, continue the a- a raising of awareness for what this is. What does it mean when you're woke? And James Lindsay does a beautiful job about that. You know, woke is being aware of the oppressive system that's been in place in America for the last 200 and change years, and. Uh, being able to recognize that and wanting to change it to create a new world. I, I just got his new book. He talks about, uh, they're talking about uh, speaking a new world into existence by denouncing the current oppressive world in the right terms. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of, uh, it's very much a cult. It's very much um, mm-hmm. A Gnostic religion, if you will, and that's, oh, that's the that's the appeal of it so much. Uh, Thomas Sowell, in his in his wonderful masterwork, uh, Conflict Divisions, he talks about the anguish of the apostate, mm-hmm. and the anguish of the apostate comes from within as well as from the condemnation of his former comrades. This is the challenge that conservatives face, especially because the Marxists have so well infiltrated uh, the education system and the media. The education system for kids is they're not aware of what America was founded on, individual liberty, individual sovereignty, property rights, um, right to life, liberty, pursuit, happiness, all that stuff. Those have been polluted and uh, suppressed, if you will. In our school system, so we have uh, generations now of people who have grown into their uh, 30s, 40s, 50s in positions of power, and they're setting the narrative. And they believe, they've been indoctrinated to believe that the the first words of the Constitution are women will be subjugated and blacks will be enslaved, and that's the only thing in there. 
you know, and they have no knowledge of the fact that those were anomalies of the time that were corrected by the system put in place to eventually bend, you know, the arc of the moral universe toward justice. And I think oh. now our challenge is to, is to reclaim that moral high ground from people who are standing in a place where their idea of normal is anything goes. You know, thou shalt not judge anyone as being outside the pale leads us to things like drag queen story hour, you know, where you've got men in women's stripper clothes gyrating in front of kids for money and, and getting tips. I think another James Lindsayism, he called them groomer clowns. And I think that's yeah. a hilarious way and sad way to discuss it. But they're, they're pushing that envelope in a way that, that is destructive to the country. Groomer clowns, that's a good one. They're in woman face. Right, right. They're dressed uh, up like Matt, clowns. Matt Walsh does a great job with his what is a woman, uh, his angle. I think that <laughs> it just keeps shining the sunlight and, and parents are waking up. Obviously, if parents and community members in the school districts don't do anything to stop this, then it's not going to stop. And I think that a lot of focus on the local school boards uh, is misplaced because school boards are elected and they get a stipend for working for the school board. They have regular jobs. They have some spare time to, to work on it. But who runs the school board is the administrative staff. And these are union, basically union thugs uh, in the, from the teachers' unions. So those are the people that really need to be called out and named. Did you know that a, a principal, an on-site principal, at a, at a typical high school or junior high, has more power than the um, superintendent of schools. Wow. That, and I think it's the, we need to look at them kind of like the local deep state. You know, they're the permanent bureaucracy that That's runs right. these things. And I, I think you're right to point out um, it's okay to go. And I, I don't think people should stop going to school boards and doing those things. But we also have to focus then on actions that will change the people who are actually in the positions where the levers of power are pushed. And also for uh, anyone that's an activist and wants to go and speak before a school board needs to familiarize themselves with the actual school board policy of that school, which is based on the local state ed education code law. And if they're familiarized with that language, they can then use their language against them. Alinsky tactics, yes, but <laughs> Alinsky tactics work, but use their own language against them when they're violating equal time or uh, political uh, controversial political issues in the school classroom, using school time for that sort of thing. And it, it, otherwise, you're just yelling into the void. And I think that's the key. Our, our side, you, you said earlier that people have woken up to this on our side and we see it happening and the backlash is coming. But the backlash has to be smart. It has to be educated. It has to be to take the point because we're pushing uphill against a massive information machine. Um, Adam, thank you for joining us. Appreciate your, your spending the time. Love everything you do in Hollywood. Keep fighting the good fight, brother. Thanks, Jim. Take care. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. All right, we're having a, a heck of a show. Stay tuned. We got more coming. We got Nick Searcy. We got uh, Kerry Pickett coming with, with good stories. And we're going to finish this year strong because 2023 could not possibly suck as much as last year did. So we're going to bring it to you. This is America First. I'm Jim Hansen.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.